Good morning, good morning, my friends. Melanie Miller, always in Australia. Yesterday she was sharing it was 26 degrees. Ah, I'm jealous, with, but with a happy jealous, like good for you, Melanie. She, she's, hey, Monique, she's showing us the dream life. She's showing us the dream life. And, and what I love is uh, she's, her business is growing because she's doing the work differently. And this sometimes we just need to be pushed out of our comfort zone to do something different. Like this morning, Sylvain Lalonde is live. Is he live on his pro page? Oh, no, 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 no. Go tease him. Go tease him. He's supposed to be live and sharing it everywhere. Ah, oh. okay. So welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. And it's so appropriate, the subject today, your response dash ability is the key. Your response dash ability is the key. Responding well to anticipation and crisis. Uh, also management or foreseeing, actually it's foreseeing crisis. So good morning, my friends. And what a chapter it's going to be today. I absolutely loved working this chapter this morning. I actually told Marie-Pierre, do the live. I felt like reading a little bit more into the chapter. So we continue to unwrap the layers of self-confidence. I'm really enjoying Brian Tracy, The Power of Self-Confidence. If some of you are wondering which book we are in, that is the book. We are in chapter six and, you know, it's a long, long chapter. And today there are three elements we're going to cover. Okay. And you're going to have a lot of fun with it. So um, what he's talking about today is we realize that it is not the situation we encounter that moves us forward or sets us back, but rather how we shape them that defines our journey. So I decided that I wasn't going to take somebody else. I'm going to talk about me. Why? <laughs> For those that don't know me, I'm Maria Mariano. And this is a year that marks some significant milestones for me uh, as Maria. I'm turning 60, guys. I'm turning 60 this year. Woohoo! Yes. Do I get a discount at the pharmacy? Like Melanie Miller? No? Okay. I'm turning 60 this year. Uh, I'm entering my 42nd year in multi-level marketing, and I'm celebrating 38 years with Mohammed. And along the way, we've raised three wonderful children who today are age 28, 30, 32. And as a good Italian home, yes, they all still live at home. Woohoo! <laughs> so I don't have an empty nest. Um, and, you know, you can just imagine uh, how much this adds to my family story, right? I just, I'm going to leave it up to your, to your imagination. Mixed marriage, Muslim, Catholic, Algerian, Italian, unconventional work. We, you know, he, he joined me in multi-level marketing business He, as he was finishing off his doctorate degree in civil engineering. So I, I, I want you to just take a moment and just try to picture, try to imagine the complexity, the incredible complexity of this type of lifestyle, the scenarios, if you can just imagine them for a little, little moment. And you can imagine what I needed to navigate through, the frustration, the setbacks, the disappointments, and how each has played an incredible role. Now, 42 years in multi-level marketing, you can just imagine how in 42 years I have had to unlearn and relearn. And that in itself. And Melanie, just between 2023 and now 2024, in the last 30 days, like this is like a never this is a, like a never-ending story. Okay. But 
It's my unyielding resilience is what fuels my self-confidence and, and has been the cornerstone in building a life that's not just memorable for me, but remarkable. Uh, and I know because I'm old enough to compare myself to other people my age and see where they are at. So I always say I don't compare, hang on, but I contrast thanks to... Um, Hello, fear. I don't compare, but I contrast because I have to be able to say, look how far I've come with regards to people in the same situation as me. And also look ahead of me and see those better than me to see how much further I can go. And Melanie today, Dr. Melanie Miller, I must underline that because I don't hang out with just anybody, right? <laughs> Dr. Melanie Miller, who's in Australia, living her dream life. She's going to be there nine weeks because that was part of her dream board to be able to take the winters off in Australia. And look at that, Melanie, you're living that dream life. She's going to co cover, you know, more in depth the concept of your responsibility. So imagine transforming every turbulence into triumph with unwavering resolve. This is what today is about. And when disappointment knocks, it's not a roadblock. You got to leave today understanding that it's not a roadblock, but rather an opportunity to respond well to disappointment, turning the setback into a set up. You've got to convert the whispers of defeat into a powerful echo of resilience. This is what we've got to do. Like I said to Jean-Philippe this morning, of course, Sylvain wasn't there. He's stressing out because he needed to do the, <laughs> the fan session for the very first time of his career. So I'm actually excited. I said to, to Jean-Philippe, if today I haven't failed, I haven't done anything. You know, a day has to be filled of setbacks, of, of disappointment. I mean, this is the only thing that is telling me I'm advancing. <laughs> Imagine that. So, you know, if I send out 10 messenger messages to recruit somebody and they all respond with, no, I'm not interested, isn't that the proof that I've done something? So think about it. How many times did you get no's today? That's how you know how you're moving forwards and how you're dealing with this. Anyways, Marie-Pierre will have uh, an incredible exercise from her toolbox. What? You know, crisis anticipation. But what I want you to do today is truly pledge at the beginning of February, which is for us a TNT month, uh, today, not tomorrow, recruiting strategy. It's, it's a very powerful stepping stone. Uh, you know, it's an extra, it's, it's a challenge that will um, um, push us into February in the rest of term one. So really take it to heart to always, you know, push yourself forward. But you've got to pledge. You've got to pledge. I will be responsible. I shape my challenges into opportunity. I am the architect of my destiny. So this is what I want you to pledge. But first, before we go off to Melanie Miller, please take the time to share the podcast. Thank you for putting the link right here, guys. You've got the hashtags. Uh, Marie-Pierre put it also on Facebook, on Podbeam. Just copy, paste, and share the podcast. Are you ready to unlock the full potential of self-confidence and turn life challenges into your greatest success? Number two, Marie-Pierre, 
Let's talk about the contest. And I'm excited. We have a Shopify uh, challenge for you guys. Yes, we have a new Shopify <laughs> challenge. So for everyone, when you order from Shopify, or maybe you already ordered in the past from our Shopify Limillionaire Diamant, make sure to take a picture, post it on our Facebook group Limillionaire Diamant with the product that you receive and how you love this product. And you will be in the draw for a t-shirt Limillionaire Diamant because yes, this month is the month of t-shirt Limillionaire Diamant because we'll have a second draw for a t-shirt for everyone when you receive the book, the agenda, you post it on your Facebook and you tag Maria Meriano, you tag and you will be in the draw for the t-shirt. And I want to say thank you to everyone who did it uh, in the last uh, two months because yes, we are now over a thousand books so thank you to everyone so you will be in the draw for the t-shirt this month and then we have another draw for a t-shirt for everyone who joined the facebook group inspirational group and for everyone who invites someone new to the group during the month and then we'll have another draw for a t-shirt for everyone who contributes on our facebook group so when you post when you put a reaction a comment every time you contribute to the group you will be in the draw and our top five will get the notebook at the end of the month so next week we'll have the official top five of january to announce and we'll uh, do the uh, draw for the month of january i'm excited because we have to announce the next draw right marie pierre when are we going to do that next week what do you mean that now we're we're giving the cups right the cups yeah what's the next one the notebook. It's the no which notebook? The oh, new notebook. The, oh the notebook. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I missed two days of podcast. Look at what happens. Woo! Thank you, Marie <laughs> Oh, so when people say to me, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay if I missed. No, no, it's not okay. Look at me. I'm all lost. I'm all lost. So once again, a thank you from the depth of my heart. I am so grateful for each and every one of you on Zoom, on Facebook. I want to make sure I don't forget anybody on Podbean. Uh, and particularly, everybody contributing to the inspirational group, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I just have to tell you, Kendra, I'm looking and I'm watching your post. Thank you so much. Your support, your commitment, your dedication are truly the key to the success of this podcast. Remember, we couldn't be where we are today without all of you. Impossibly. That's a combination of French, English, and Italian. So thank you, my friends, once again. And let's begin this transformation. Let's wait no longer. Over to you, Melanie Miller. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Maria. And good morning to everybody there. So um, yesterday, we talked about character development and adversity and how important it is to have adversity to be able to develop your character. Today, we're going to look at how you respond to situations. And um, Frederick Robertson, who was an Anglican priest uh, who worked with the popular, with the uh, working class in 1847 in England, he said, it is not the situation that makes the man, but the man who makes the situation. And what he meant by that is it's not what happens to you that's important, 
but how you respond to what happens to you that determines your whole life. Great men and women of history are simply those who have responded well in difficult situations. Dr. Abraham Zaletsnik of Harvard University, a professor who became well known for his studies in organizational psychodynamics, was the first person to really research into the study of disappointment. He found that by studying how people reacted when they faced setbacks and frustrations actually showed how high and how far people would go. He found that unfortunately the great majority of people do not prepare for inevitable disappointments that come into their life. They are taken off guard and are overwhelmed. Then they start generalizing and tend to think they're not good at anything that they do. They equate disappointment with inability and inadequacy. The result, they lose confidence and courage and unable to press forward. Many become depressed. They turn their thoughts to potential losses rather than gains. So, in his study, he found that high achievers reacted much better uh, than low achievers to disappointment. They were often prepared in advance and were ready to react accordingly. They were able to look at a particular setback and say, this is just a particular situation. And they did not make a general statement that they were not good. They were able to, to uh, separate an individual um, happening to an individual situation. They developed, in fact, a set of mental rules that they were almost automatically using when things started to go wrong. Napoleon Bonaparte was a master at foreseeing crisis. He took time to study every battlefield, think through every possibility. He was always ready in the confusion of a battle to give clear and concise instructions to his army, no matter what the situation was and led them to do what to do next. He considered everything in advance and so was well prepared to deal with any crisis. When Alan and I decided to emigrate to Canada from, from Australia for three years at the time, now it's been 23 years, we adopted a Napoleon-like strategy, a Napoleon-like attitude. Our children were five, seven, and nine at the time. It was important to us that the move was seen by all of us as an adventure not a big departure with sadness and dread. We wanted the children to be excited by the adventure, even though we were both very nervous about it. So we planned to make it fun. We started by introducing the idea of French gradually. Every day I would put post-it notes on different items around the house so each day they would come home from school and find new words to, to learn and to discover. 
and it became quite um, fun in the house uh, to do that. Then we attended the Olympics because 2000 was the Sydney Olympics. And while we were there, we made sure that we cheered on the Canadians as well as the Australians. So the children were encouraged all the time to think of Canada as a good place. Then for the actual journey, we booked a five-day trip in California Disney on the way. They were so excited to go to Disney and to travel on a huge plane with great travel packs, which I had put lots of things in to do. It really became an adventure. I've seen many immigrants from other countries come to Canada and they spend their whole time complaining about how at home this or that is better or not wanting to learn about their new culture. I have to tell you, not everything went perfectly on our journey to Canada, but I think the Napoleon strategy of being ready, thinking things through and turning a potential crisis into, for the kids into an adventure was something that Alan and I did really well to help our kids emigrate here. So now I think Marie-Pierre is going to help us all think about how we can better prepare for things. So over to you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. So yes, we'll have some fun. <laughs> it's a Friday morning. We'll have some fun with a quiz to look, have a better idea of how we prepare for disappointment, how we prepare for the crisis. So you will see that to understand how you do that, it will help you uh, to see how your, uh, you use those coping mechanisms and your resilience. And yesterday we talked about building your character and yes, resilience is part of that. So it's all linked this week, all the podcasts. So it's a simple quiz that I have 10 questions for you this morning that you can answer A, B or C for each question. So I'm hoping that you are ready to go right in the comments, in the chat, your answer. Of course, you want to be honest as possible with yourself to have the best assessment at the end. So let's start with question number one. So when facing with a potentially disappointment situation, what do you do? A, you prepare for the worst, expecting it to happen. B, you hope for the best, but mentally prepare for a less favorable outcome. RC, you remain optimistic, believing that everything will work out as desired. <laughs> Question number two. How do you usually react immediately after experiencing a disappointment? A, you feel overwhelmed and find it hard to think about the next step. B, you feel sad or angry for a moment, but start thinking about alternative or solution quickly. Or C, you just shake it off and move on as if nothing happened. Question number three. When you are planning for something important, what do you do? A, you often worry about the negative outcome and how they will affect you. B, you consider the potential obstacle and plan how to address them. Or C, you focus only on the positive outcome, avoiding thought of failure. 
question number four. How do you describe your support system? A. I hesitate to share my disappointment for fear of being a burden. B. I have a few trusted individuals I turn to for advice and comfort. And C. I generally keep things to myself and I prefer to handle issues on my own. Question number five. When thinking about past disappointment, what do you do? A. Often dwell on them and worry about similar situations occurring. B. Reflect on what you learned and how you've grown since, since then. Or C. Really think about them, preferring to focus on the future. Question number six. When you think about the future, what do you do? A. Often worry about the potential for disappointment in various aspects of your life. B. Feel a mix of excitement and caution, aware of both possibility and challenges. Or C. Feel confident and positive, expecting that things will go well. Question number seven. In situations where outcomes are uncertain, what do you tend to do? A. Brace yourself for disappointment to avoid being caught off guard. B. You prepare for a plan B or C just in case things don't go as hoped. Or C. You stay committed to your first plan, confident it will work out. Question number eight. When discussing upcoming event or goal with your friends or family, what do you do? A, you highlight the challenges and potential issues that you might face. B, you discuss both your hope and the realistic challenges that you might encounter. Or C, you focus on the positive aspect and how excited you are. Question number nine. How do you usually manage stress related to potential disappointment? So A, you tend to ruminate on what could go wrong, increasing your stress level. B, you use stress reduction technique like exercise to stay balanced. Or C, you ignore the stress believing that worrying won't change the outcome. And question number 10, the last one. When you reflect on your approach to challenges and setbacks, how do you feel? A. Cautious and somewhat defensive, aiming to protect yourself from hurt. B. Reflective and open to learning, seeing setback as growth opportunities. Or C. Confident that really letting setback impact your mood or outlook. So now you can look how many A, how many B, and how many C did you get for this quiz. So if you have mostly A, your approach to disappointment might be influenced by a desire to shield yourself from potential pain. So it leads you to expect and often worry about the negative outcome. So this defensive stand can sometimes limit your ability to fully engage with opportunity. So embracing the strategy to build emotional resilience and foster a more optimistic outlook on life could be beneficial for you. If you have mostly B, you appear to have a well-rounded and realistic approach. So recognizing that while disappointments are part of life, they don't define your overall journey. So this 
It's balance allow you to prepare effectively without losing hope. So continuing to strengthen your coping me mechanism and support network and further enhance your ability to navigate the life ups and downs. And if you have mostly C, your natural optimism is yes an asset, helping you to stay motivated and forward looking. But you might be in this unicorn world. So you want to make sure that this confidence doesn't lead to overlook potential risk. So integrating a practice of cautious optimism, so hoping for the best, while preparing for the less favorable outcome can provide a more stable foundation to uh, dealing with life uncertainties. Because no matter what, yes, there's up, yes, there's, there's down. We cannot plan exactly for those. So this quiz can really help you that important area of for your personal growth if you need to work on your resilience and to know if you need more help about your attitude adaptive coping mechanism. So I really hope that with this test, you have an idea on how you um, every day work with disappointment. But the goal is not to fear disappointment, but to understand and prepare for it. So you can face the future with confidence and grace. So you understand your natural tendency toward disappointment, Yes, with this quiz, now you can navigate life uh, with this idea and it's essential to strike that balance between optimism and realism. So I really hope that with this quiz, you have a better idea of where you are going <laughs> with that. And of course, it, uh, we'll continue on that uh, subject next week. So you will have a better idea on how to work to have that balance in your life. So I wish you a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend and we will see you next week. Bye everyone.